Warning. This podcast may contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. Yo, what's going on? I am Scoot Bronson. And I am S. Foster. And this is Viewers Anonymous, man. How you been feeling over these holidays, man? Man, been having a great holiday. Um, my kids got a game system this Christmas, so, you know, they're super excited. They've been playing the game since they opened that bad boy. They got a whole bunch of gifts. And, uh, you know what I'm saying, at this point, bro, I'm just trying to get my wallet back in order, man. How about y'all? Hey, <laughs> hey, well, same here, man. They ended, up, they ended up having a good Christmas, man. They got uh, really a lot of the stuff that they asked for. Um, so I didn't really have to go like all out when it comes to like the big gifts because like my kids, man, like it's cell phones, man. Cell phones, yeah. like like that's yeah. their biggest thing. But I mean, I ended up, you know, what I'm saying, jumping on top of that with like they both got new tablets and stuff. So I hey, got them that and. And uh, I think I told you I had got my uh, my oldest, no, my youngest son, because, you know, his birthday, Christmas Eve. Yeah, and that's I had, what I was about to say, too. Like, your son's birthday right around Christmas, too. Yeah, man. I, so I got him the um, the NBA 2K joint, you know what I'm saying, 2021. So he got 17, 18, 19, 20. <laughs> <in the> 20. <laughs> yeah, but he, he loves the NBA, man. So, you know, I always try to keep him up with that. So, so I mean, yeah. everything was good. I made out a whole lot better than I thought. You know what I'm saying? Got, sure. got, some, got some pretty good gifts, man. So I always got to be grateful for that. But man, I also been taking in some content, man. What you, you know, looking at, man? What's going on? What you been watching? Man, I actually just finished Soul, man. Um, oh man, that's funny because um, we went over my mom's house. Well, so on Christmas Eve. We uh we op- well, they, we let them open their presents because my daughter had to go over to her dad's house, and so um she spent her Christmas with him this year, and then uh, me and my sons we went over to my mom's house and because my, my wife had to work for Christmas, so um we went over to my mom's house to uh, chill out with my mom and my sister, and they had some other presents over there and everything, so they opened their presents from over there, and then um that night. That's what they end up. I was trying to convince my mom to get Wonder Woman, but she wasn't with it. So uh, we end, well, they end up watching So I end up falling asleep. So I missed it. I got to go back and watch it, though. The, but they said it was good, though, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. It, it was real good, man. You know, that's one of the things. Like, I was um, – I got an idea for the last part of the year for uh, the Stolen Time podcast. Uh-huh. And uh, it's basically, basically going to be the recap of 2020. You know what I'm saying? Oh man! Like, you know, and I got I got a uh, uh, I can't even really call it a special guest. You know what I'm saying? It's somebody who you know a real core invest. Let's say that. Yeah. And, um. So we just gonna review the year, but like one of the things I was gonna say, like, like even when it comes to the Soul movie, like this is the first time Pixar had a black lead. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not even just a black lead, but like it's really like they get in depth with, you know what I'm saying, going into a black barbershop, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, showing black culture. There's even a slam magazine on the on the, on the, uh, on the the counter, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like... Yeah, I seen, the, I seen like the first 
I want to say like the first maybe 15 or 20 minutes of it. Or um, spoiler alert for anybody who listening, if you ain't seen it yet, it's on Disney Plus, so you can go see it. But um, I seen it all the way up into the point to where they on the staircase to like heaven or something like that. But he or they going towards the light and he trying to go back. So I seen it all the way up into that point. But I thought it was a it was I mean from what I seen, man, it looked good. I think that it was pretty interesting to see, you know, what I'm saying them add in like that, that kind of spirituality into the movie as well. Because a lot of that, I know a lot of that played into it from what I had seen. And then like, you know, what I'm saying just I thought it was super dope that, like you said, just bring in that culture like the barbershop and, you know, what I'm saying for him to be, you know, just a, a family man and shit like that. Like I thought that was a, a real good look from Pixar, man. Yeah, man. So the reason I had bring up 2020 because it's like, you know, if a lot of the stuff didn't happen the way, you know, saying like it went down, like Mm -hmm. I wonder if this Pixar joint even would have came out. You know what I'm saying? Like with the pressure of, you know, everybody keep jumping on the Oscars, you know, saying, oh, it's not, it's not like even uh, Schultz brought that up Mm -hmm. Um, in the Schultz Save America. He was like, yeah, okay, y'all saying that, um, no, 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 no. That wasn't Schultz. Dude, I watched a uh, uh, new Netflix joint, uh, something about 2020. Uh, it got Samuel Jackson on it. It got uh, mm-hmm. Hugh Grant. It got uh, Leslie Jones. And it's kind of like, it's really kind of like a Schultz type of thing, but they're just using like different people. And like what they're doing is like recapping the year, right? Okay. And, and um, But to get to the point I was saying, they were saying that that the Oscars were was like, all right, well, we're gonna switch it up and um, you know, give out more awards to black people, or whatever, whatnot. And what ended up happening was that was like, even though they did that, like they still ain't showing like the black producers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I say all that to say, I don't know if Soul would have really happened, especially this year, like if it wasn't for like all of the stuff that happened as far as the protests and the George Floyd, right. all of that type stuff. So I think that's just all, you know, bunched up into just how crazy this year was. Like, I'm not going to get too deep into it because, you know what I'm saying? Everybody goes to check out Soul because I feel like that we're going to cover like so much. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that that's kinda that's kinda like my trailer to the Stolen Time podcast right there. <laughs> like okay. you know, check that out, man, because it, it's gonna be, you know, it's it's gonna come out it's gonna come out on the on the thirtieth, man. So we're gonna try to get this out before before the year ends. But it's been an interesting year, man. But I thought it was really good, man. Uh I hope you get get a chance to go back and check it out. I definitely will, man. I, I, I like that. Um I still, I'm still waiting to get back to work so I can finish listening to you, uh, to you, the album list that you did on 28 Minutes or Less. But um, throughout these holidays, man, I it's it's weird, bro, because it's like I couldn't get a chance to listen to no pods, man. Uh, you you know, like me neither, man. Like the only like I just you know I was talking to you off air about I had watched the new the latest uh, 85 South show that did their five year anniversary. So, like, but I watched that, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I haven't, like, you know, had my headphones on and actually right. listened to a podcast because it's hard to do. Like, for me, when I'm at work, like, I'm most engaged to the content. Like, when I try to 
listen to a podcast like at home or you know what I'm saying traveling all the type of stuff it's not the same as when I'm working so I don't even really try but at the same time a lot of podcasts haven't came out either though mm-hmm. a lot of people been taking breaks and all that type of stuff and even the ones that have been dropping it's just like if I'm not working I don't really want to listen to it because I've seen that you know Ryan Lucillo dropped one on uh, the Christmas Day games Mm. And Bill Simmons dropped for the, you know, so like the sports podcast from those type people are still dropping, but it's like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't really be too engaged with it if I'm not working. So I yeah. just haven't really been listening to a lot of podcasts, man, while I've been out. Yeah, man, it just, <clears throat> it seems like it's a little more difficult with all the hustle and bustle of everything that's going on. And then, you know, you spending so much time with like family and you around everybody. So you really can't, you know, get that, that time to really, you know, get a headphone or even if, you know, like for me, I use one headphone when I'm at the house. Cause like what I usually do is during the work day, I get, you know, maybe two or three pods in and then the one I don't finish, I throw one headphone in and then I'm probably, you know, like doing something around the house to be able to listen to it. So, you know, like with this, it's just been strictly making sure these presents is coming in on time, making sure they wrapped up, making sure everything is out the way. And then like after that, it's like, man, I'm I'm knocked out. And then, you know, having to travel and everything like that, going to my mom's and, you know, stuff like that. I definitely didn't get a chance to do it over there because that's all they do is want to talk to you and have conversations and stuff like that. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? It ain't no, you don't get no peace of quiet over there. So, I was like, man, I can't wait to get back to work, man, so I can get back to potting, bro. But hey, dude, that is so crazy, bro. I be thinking the same thing, bro. I was <laughs> like, damn, bro. Like, that's, dude, we are, we got so much in common, dude, when it comes to that. Because it's like, man, <laughs> like I know I could be sitting there like watching a game or or anything, or you know, something could happen. We could see something happen on social media, and you'd be like, damn, boy, I can't wait to go to work because I know mm-hmm. Joe gonna give me something. Or I know. You know what I'm saying? Damn Levitar show gonna give me something. Ebro gonna give me something. So it's like anytime something big happens, it's like, damn, I can't wait to go to work to hear these motherfuckers mm-hmm. talk about it. So like that is that's so fucking funny, man. That is too funny that you said that. And but, I didn't yeah. even get a chance to listen to Joe this Saturday, so yeah, yeah I, I, I got a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, I saved it. I was like, I was gonna try, but I was like, nah, I'm gonna wait. That's gonna give me because I know because I'm still going to have a huge void with the Dan Levitar show not coming back until the 4th. So I still got a huge gap to fill in. So I was like, I save, I save uh, Joe till Monday. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to check them out Monday morning, man. But, man, we got a treat for the people, man. We got one man that was um, came out of nowhere. Um, I watched it, and I hit you. And you watched it, and you was like, yo, we could definitely do that, man. So we, we mm-hmm. brought something new for the people. Uh, we haven't really done a new joint in a while. I think the last one we did, uh, damn, was it the old guard? Um, man, it felt like it felt like we haven't done something that was more yeah, present. Actually, actually, it was the most recent one probably was, I want to say maybe the bad one. Nah, we did the trilogy with Bad Boys. So it might have been the trilogy. Yeah, yeah man. Um, I'm sitting back. No, Black Box. It was Black Box. Oh, that's right. That's right. Black Box. Yeah, we did Black Box. 
And uh, so we got a Netflix joint for y'all, man. Um, it was something that I seen. I, I thought it was really good. I loved the, uh, the lead actors and actress in this. Um, you know, I've been waiting on Netflix to give me something because yeah. I, I mean, I think we not that we differ. It's just that I felt like, especially in the beginning of the year, Netflix was holding us down really well. But it seemed mm-hmm. like once the kind of middle of the year kind of came. It seemed like the material material kind of slowed down for me, but well, we got a new joint for y'all today, and um, the movie that we're gonna be going over today, man, is Ava. Um, you know what I'm saying? The lead actress is Jessica Chastain. I think that I think Jessica is really an underrated actress, man. Like she she's another one of those ones who can who can switch it up for you, man. She can also like I know when she played in. Um, the help. I hated that bitch in that. But like Is that the one who um who was uh She had the shit pie. Right. That was um um uh, uh I keep I can't think Olivia Olivia Spencer. Yeah, Olivia Spencer. She was the maid for her. I remember that. Yeah. And like she she's able to do stuff like that, man. Like she's able mm-hmm. to take in the role, man, and and actually uh Either make you love her or make her, you know, make you hate hate her. Yeah, it got your dude in it. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, but John, John Listen, Malkovich. John Malkovich, man, is is a legend. Do you hear me? And soon as I, the funny part was, soon as I heard him talking, I didn't even see him yet. I just heard him talking. I instantly knew. I was like, oh, John Malkovich, in it. this gonna be amazing. <laughs> Listen. Listen. Anytime John Malkovich is in a movie like this, it, it never goes wrong. Red one and two, he was amazing in it. You feel me? Like, and he always plays like he got this thing that he does to where I don't even know if it's intentional or what, but it's like he has like this thing where he has like this distant mind, like where he like he's on point, but he just seems so out of whack in, in those type of characters. And Dude, I he also, his, he yeah. also did it in mile twenty-two. Yeah. It's just like he's he's just like a super awkward guy in his in his role, and it's just like it's it's just good, man. It's just good to see him in, in these kind of action movies or whatever. He was getting down, you know, what I'm saying he fought uh, what's dude name Colin Farrell. Yeah, Colin Farrell. Yep. Yeah, man, I, I was surprised to see him, and he did an amazing job too. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was good seeing him. It was real good seeing him, especially back in the action movie, because you know that's his that's kind of his lane too, but. This was a this was a dope ass movie, man. Yeah, man. In the cast, man, you gotta give it to Common, you gotta give it to Gina Davis. I ain't seen Gina mm-hmm. Davis in a while. Um, you know what I'm saying? She really caught my eye in the um Long Kiss Good Night. Well, that, that was my yeah. joint, man. But uh but really, man, we're gonna we're gonna keep the same formula that we've been having because I feel like there is something like I was showing my girl the preview, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, so I showed it to her. She was like, oh, okay. I said, but you know what, though? The preview don't even do it any justice, though. I said, because right. they don't even really give you, like, you know what I'm saying, the plot of the story. They just really giving you, you know what I'm saying, the action scenes and just really mm-hmm. showing you how bad she is. But, like, there's a whole nother deep story going on within the person of Ava. So, basically, it started out showing, um, like, these pictures and and uh, newspaper clippings and show her yearbook and all this type. So, so basically, she was a valedictorian. She was very smart. 
She excelled in everything that she did. She was an honor student, all of that shit. Then she ended up getting involved with drugs and alcohol. And then she had gotten into a car accident. And um, so she ended up getting charged because, you know, some people got hurt, all this type of stuff. So she ended up getting charged with having, you know, controlled substance that she, you know, not only was it a, a controlled uh, substance, but she also was drunk, all that type of stuff. So then she ended up leaving and joining the army. And while she was in the army, that's when she met your boy, which his name was Duke. Yeah. And not only was Duke there, but Simon was there. And Simon was played by um played by Colin Farrell. Right. So then they get into the movie. Basically, uh, we see that she she is a hitman or hit woman, however you want to call it. And um, she had this thing, but the way that the movie goes, she started talking to the targets. Mm-hmm. And the pre, like they don't show this, but they expresses it a lot by saying that the last time she started talking to the targets, she started back doing drugs again. She kind of relapsed. Yeah. So they was like, yo, she's talking to the targets again. We we gotta we gotta eliminate this girl because like the last time she was talking to targets, you know, stuff started going left. Right. So basically she ended up um she did a job where Simon had his daughter follow him or follow her. And so the daughter had one of those things where you can, you know, pick up sounds from a far distance, all the types of stuff. She was record, she recording it. So Simon real quick, had Duke, real quick, that's that confused me because which part? the part where she was uh, listening in on it. I thought that the so my my initial uh, my initial reaction to it when I seen that was she was doing a hit. And I guess they were trying to get, in my head, I, I, it was seeming like they were trying to get him to confess to whatever he did. Mm-hmm. And so when I was watching, I was like, why do you need it? Why they want to, I guess they're trying to get him to confess before they kill him or something. So that was, that's how I'm looking at it from this, from this point going forward. Like, I'm thinking that as she's killing people, she getting confessions out of them. Mm-hmm. I, I think, the especially when it got to the second time, mm-hmm. um, where the job went bad, and mm-hmm. it was really a setup, uh, because Simon knew because he had a, a meeting with Duke. Yep, Duke, like, she's untouchable, you know, leave her alone, she's fine, you know, she's one of my protege's, all this type shit. So Simon goes behind Duke's back, and when she goes to the second job. And we'll get into the other stuff. We're just going to do basically like what the preview showed. Because like I was telling my girl, I was like, this don't even, this don't show nothing of what's really going on with her. So she goes to the second job and it went nuts because the dude basically, what Simon did was. He gave her the wrong information, basically. Yeah, he gave her the wrong information. And that's when they knew something's off, something's wrong. So they ended up going crazy. You know, it's it's not the regular clinic because what it was supposed to be in was it's supposed to look like a heart attack is what right. it was supposed to look like. But when she stuck the dude with the needle and then she heard, you know, some people kicking in the door, she had slashed his throat. So that 
automatically messed up the job right there. And then all of these dudes trying to kill her because Simon didn't think she would get out of that situation. So then Duke finds out that there's a hit on her. And so he goes back to Simon and you could tell, and this was one of the scenes that was really, you know, really powerful. Like Simon's youngest daughter ran up and called him, you know, Uncle Duke or whatever she called him, gave him a hug, all this type stuff. So you could tell how much of a family they were, but Simon is so caught up in business, like, nah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know as soon as my daughter go away, you're going to try to kill me for going after Ava. So then they have their whole little thing. He kills Duke and then tells Ava that he's on the way to come find her and kill her and all this type shit. So Ava's dealing with all her crazy stuff. Then Simon and Ava meets. They damn have they fight or whatnot. Then, like, they they had a pretty long fight scene. So that was what, a I fight about, scene. what I love about this movie is, like, nobody got, like, superpowers. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, both of them are getting their ass whooped. And then mm-hmm. it got to the point, the reason I bring it was a long fight, because they got tired. Yeah. <laughs> These motherfuckers just laying down like... These motherfuckers start talking to each other at the yeah. world. <laughs> was, hey, listen. That was the most hilarious part of that movie, bro. Like, the fact that they was taking the, the hits and blows the way they was taking them. And I mean, like, they was messing each other up. So it wasn't like they was, you know what I'm saying, like he was getting the best of her, or, you know what I'm saying, like he was overpowering her. No, like, she was tearing his behind up. So when they finally, when she laid, leaned back toward the couch and he took a seat, I was like, oh, yeah, this is, I was like, this is the real thing. I'm like, this is exactly how it would be. And then you got to remember this, too. She was hanging with him and she was drunk. Yes. She and that's another sober. thing. And yeah, we're going to, we're going to, we really going to get into that, too, because like, dude, it's, it's so, it's so much shit to go along with this movie that's <laughs> So then, like, they were just sitting there talking to each other, and then he's tired as fuck because the, uh, the alarm goes off, the fire alarm. Yeah. He was just like, just know the next time I see you, I am going to kill you. So he leaves thinking it's over. Mm-hmm. Ava's like, no, fuck mm-hmm. that. So she follows him, and so basically she get the best of him, but the way it ended was she's, uh, we'll get to all the other stuff, but she's walking away, and <clears throat> his oldest daughter, the one that was listening in to, to her, following her, is following her. So that okay. kind of leaves it open for a sequel. Yeah. So this is what I want to get into. Like, dude, there, there's so much shit that goes along with this movie. And like the first thing that I really wanted to touch was I'm going in heavy first. So she goes back home. Mm-hmm. And so she sees her sister. Her sister's in a band. And so she was like, can I walk you home? She, so she's walking her home. They're like really kind of catching up because Ava disappeared for eight years. You yep. know what I'm saying? And then she would only call every six months. So they don't really talk that much. So she was like, I thought you was home um, because of my email. And she was like, mom had a heart attack. So mm-hmm. she had no idea that her mom had a heart attack. And she was like, I would invite you in, but Michael's upstairs. And that kind of leave you the indication of, like, who the fuck is Michael? You know what yeah, I'm saying? That, now, that was some weird shit. That was a really weird shit. And Michael <laughs> ended up fucking being a dude that asked Ava to marry her. Yeah. She says yes, but she fucking leaves for damn eight years. 
with and the uh, with the with Judy the, with the spice. Is, and now Judy, her sister, is dating Michael now. Yeah. So <laughs> that dude is crazy. But they didn't even want going with this. I'm just trying to explain to the people why she came home. But mm-hmm. so she has she goes to an AA meeting. And the AA meeting was very telling. Yeah. She telling the story about she caught her dad cheating on her mom. Uh-huh. And at the time, you know, she was this is before she got clean. She got found stealing money from him before. And so he blackmailed his daughter by saying, if you tell your mom that, you know, I was cheating on her, I'm going to tell her that you was trying to steal money out of my wallet because she'd done it before. Yep. And so they did the whole thing where everybody was confronted with it and her mom took her husband's side. Okay. That fucked her up because then she was also saying in the AA meeting that she wanted to kill him. And she was like, I knew the only way it was safe for me to come home was, you know, she joined the army and she was like, I won't come back until he's dead because Mm -hmm. if she would see him again, she would kill him. All right. Fast forward it to, you know, about 20 minutes before the movie's over, she has a sit down with her mom. Uh And she was like, mom, I got something to tell you. She was like, before you start talking, her mom was like, you know, first you got, first thing you got to understand, if you say it, I want to hear it. So this is where the movie got, this is what really, to me, this is what took the movie over the edge for me. Okay. When her mom says, all right, I knew what type of person your dad was. She was like, I tried to forget it and I tried to let it go. And she was like, I knew, basically she said, I knew your dad cheated on me. And I told him over you. And she was like, I know no other mother would, you know, ever do that to their child. And I thought that it was very important for Ava to hear that because now well, she remember she said the reason she did it because she couldn't she didn't want to be alone. She didn't want to be alone. Yeah. yeah. She said she, she was like, I don't know what she said. I really want to believe that you work for some, you know, embassy thing or whatever mm-hmm. she said while she worked at. And she was like, I want to believe that. But she was like, but whatever you're doing, she was like, I see the strength in you to know that you would never do what I've done. Right. And my thing is, how do a person become a hitman you know what i'm saying and it's like this kind of explains like how a person can get isolated the way she was isolated she didn't trust anybody because she felt betrayed by her mother and her dad and then what made it even more fucked up was the fact that she gets betrayed by her sister because her sister starts dating and get engaged to the dude that she was engaged to so Mm -hmm. it was just like to me, that really kind of explains how, because you, you always think, how do a person get into that type of business? And like right. Abel's childhood was so, like, so fucked up. And she really didn't care for any of her parents anymore. And I felt like that's how somebody could get into that type of job. And I thought that that scene, that one scene, like, I mean, it kind of combines itself with the, when she told the story in the AA meeting to uh-huh. when her 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 mom had that sit down and I think that Ava really really needed that man 
And I felt that that was one of the most powerful scenes in this movie. I did, um, I, I, I will agree with you <clears throat> about it being a, a powerful scene, but I just more so want to just speak more so on how she kind of over like her her overcoming everything was really the focus point of this movie. It seemed like, like you know, she ended up having an accident, getting on drugs, and then she ended up becoming an addict, and then like she overcame the addiction got betrayed by her family um, and went to the military, which her dad was in the army too. And then um, once she went there, met Duke and, you know, was top of the class and everything that she did, kind of slipped up, overcame it again. And then it's it's just like, for, to me, it's like you just see her just like knocking down obstacles every chance she got in this movie. And she, I mean, like, she really was the best at what she did. Like, there was no question about that. The fact that she was so precise with certain stuff, the way that she would set certain stuff up, even the, on the um, on the second hit, you know, like, excuse me, even, even though she got the wrong information, she still got that hit without an issue. I don't even think that she had to slit the guy's throat to get up out of there. If, if to be honest, she really could have just played it as you know the uh <clears throat> the the lady that's like help help you know like the damsel in distress role, which that's what she kind of used to get out of there um once she killed four or five soldiers but it's just like it, it just seemed like she was bad she was going through so many different battles the fact that you know like when she was an addict you know the the one lady that she had ran into with um Commons character I forgot what his name is what was his name Michael. Yeah, his name Michael. Yeah, so you know what I'm saying? Uh, when she went Tony. to go get huh? The lady name was Tony. Yeah, when she went to Tony to go get Michael from, you know what I'm saying, gambling. Because he was in a gambling debt with getting into it with the sister. And so, you know, like just the fact that, you know, they kind of exposed that story. So it was like a random way to, to actually even bring that up. But it was it was it was it was impressive the way they did it though. But like just to find out that you know, she basically fell in love with him. He fell in love with her, and they left from under Tony. And then you know, like because she said like you took him once, you're not gonna take him again. And you know, just seeing her like with that battle, you could kind of see like she wanted to overcome the the conflict with her sister. She wanted to overcome the conflict with Michael. She wanted to make sure that, you know, so her family was back together again. Even the the relationship that she had with her mom, like, you know, her mom just kind of held on to some shit that really she shouldn't have held on to. You know, like when she was trying to fix the TV, and she was like, well, maybe you should let Michael do it. And she was like, nah, I, I got it. And once she fixed it, her mom looked up like, oh, shit. And then she instantly, like, knocked her down the peg like, oh, well, maybe she was never broken. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like you can you can kind of see that everything that she was missing from her real family, she kind of got in Duke. So Duke was kind of the guy that was like her family for real. Like, you know what I'm saying? She really trusted him. She really had a love and affinity for him. Like she he understood who she was and what she was going through. You know what I'm saying? Like he's the one who basically got her through the addiction when she was in the military. So, you know what I'm saying? Like to be able to go through all that and, 
make sure that she was always okay. So I, I was just impressed with all of the stuff she was going through and how she was just overcoming it every chance she got. I thought that was a, a, a great, like, you know what I'm saying, like slight message to put in there. Yeah, and also like the to also combine with that scene that you just mentioned when she when her mom's like, well, maybe the TV was, you know, never broken. And mm-hmm. she was like, well, maybe all the three of y'all should go out, you know, and get something to eat. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all need to get along and all this type of shit. And it's like, dude, that is awkward. Like, that's going to be really weird for them to go out. And then once they went out, it was really awkward. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, her sister, her sister was drunk. And then, like, her sister, like, you know, like, she would do these these little slights at her. Like, like they brought they brought some shots out or whatever. Oh, mm-hmm. she can't have that. She can't drink that. And she snatched up the drink. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. she's sitting there getting drunk as hell. And then Michael just, you know, having casual conversation and talking about her career being better because she's playing at some spot that she always wanted to play it. And Ava's like, that's good. Yeah. You finally get to play at the such and such. And so Michael's like, yeah, like you always say, how you feel underappreciated. And she was like, why would you tell her that? You know what I'm saying? Like, what we talk about stay at home. It's like, yo, like, that's your sister. Like, why your sister can't know that you feel unappreciated, you know? And like what? she wanted her it life. Like to she be, was kind of jealous of her too, though. She still, yeah, yeah. Even though because that's one of those situations, like she had her, she had him first. Like, right. you can sit there, you can marry him and have a baby with him. All of that shit. The fact still stands that your sister had him first, and he was in mm-hmm. love with your sister first. So it's like one of those things that's really always gonna be there. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And so. They're, they're out, and then, and then she was like, let me go talk to her. And Michael was like, nah, like, you can't fix this. Like, you can't come in and try to be that person and start fixing things. Uh-huh. And so then Ava went home well, to a hotel room, and it's a knock at the door, and it's her sister. And right. she was like, I knew you really enjoyed this. Her sister almost got blasted, too. Oh, yeah. She had no idea. <laughs> the type of state that Ava was in. <laughs> Ava was like, motherfuckers just tried to kill me. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, she almost got blasted. Yeah, and then so she comes in and she's like, I know you're really enjoying this, but she was like, Michael didn't come home. Mm-hmm. And she was like, This wasn't the first time. Like he's done this before. And she was like, I know he's gambling again. And she was like, he's really good at it at the tracks. But when he played cards, you know, he had an issue. And she was like, I really hate doing this, but she was like, I know you probably know what Michael is. And Abel yeah. played it off. Ava was like, Nah, I'm sorry. I, I don't know where he is. Ava knew exactly where he was. And that's mm-hmm. when Ava went to go, you know, with Tony at. And Tony, man, she's throwing stuff too. You know what I'm saying? Tony, oh, Tony, hit, her with the, Tony hit her with the uh with the yell, yeah, Michael's ain't coming home to you like they're coming home to you anymore or something like that. Man, you know? listen. That was such a that was such a turn of events. The way that whole scene went down, like I thought Tony was like this this badass that was gonna be like handling business. And you know what I'm saying? Like she had some real goons around it. The way Ava broke them fools down, man, like it was so it was so sad, like just to see the look on Tony's face, like, what is going on? Who is this ninja in front of me? Like she she roundhouse somebody, she did the uh the, the two-inch punch on some another dude. She backhanded some chick. I'm like, what the heck? It was, it was, it was so, it was so quick. And it was funny because Michael was looking at her too, like, uh, what in the world? Like, it was just, it was funny just to see everybody's reaction 
to her, you know what I'm saying, like just getting down. Like she went full James Bond and they couldn't do nothing about it. Yeah, because they they <clears throat> they remember her there being drunk. And like Tony said, yeah. and like like I said, Tony <laughs> Tony really was like the fucked up person in this movie because she's like, I, I found you outside with a needle in your arm. I let mm-hmm. you sleep on my couch. You know what I'm saying? I, I, you know, I got you better and all this stuff. And it's like, yo, I ain't got to put all her business out there like that, though. Yeah, that <laughs> you know was dirty, man. Like, Tony really did a dirty. And so, but even her face, like, dude, they played it off so well because when they're watching her, like, whoop everybody ass. Like, mm-hmm. Tony got this look on her face like, oh, shit. But the thing was, though, Tony, hey, she kept her strength. She was just yeah. like, yo. She said, how much do Michael owe you? And she was like, the money don't matter. And she's mm-hmm. like, I'm like, like either way, like I'm getting your ass. Like he owed me 75, but I'm still getting you. Like yeah. no matter what, like I'm coming back for you. And so she goes outside and she has a moment with Michael. Michael's like, man, who are you? Well, before we get there, Tony was like, where did you learn that? No, no, no. It was it was Michael. Michael's like, where did you learn that? She was like, well, you know, I learned it in the army. He was like, nah. <laughs> he was like, he was like, don't give me the answer. You give hey. everybody else. He was like, man, that's some different shit. They don't teach you that in the army. Yeah, that ain't that ain't them one army move. Yeah, and she was like, I, you know, I took up kickboxing and all this stuff, but he felt like, nah, this is some this is some different stuff. And so then she does this little thing where she put her hand on his neck. He was like, yo, don't do that to me. Like, you know, we ain't. Like, I'm not yours anymore mm-hmm. and all this type of shit. And then he hit her with the, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, me and Judy's engaged. So then yeah. she just turns around. And then that took you to that scene of where it it, 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 it reminds me of flight. You know what I'm saying? Like, she goes, um, she walks to a hotel room. There's a bar. She goes to the bar. She asks for a uh, scotch, double on the rocks. Mm-hmm. This is it. And it's like, I'm sitting here thinking, don't drink it. <laughs> I'm sitting yeah. here like, like this is really going to make a difference what I want. But like, man, don't drink it. Like, man, so like, <laughs> and it's like, you can tell like when, when, you know, when stuff don't go well in her life, she turns to alcohol, she turns to drugs. Yeah. So she was able to, you know what I'm saying, fight the temptations at this point of the movie. You know what I'm saying? She, yep. didn't, she didn't drink the uh, the alcohol. But it's like, that's why I say like the, the the trailer doesn't do its justice because there's so much stuff that's going on with the turmoil that's going on in her life with the thing that she's dealing with with her sister, the stuff she's dealing with with Michael, the stuff she dealt with with her parents. like And then even the stuff with Tony because what was also great was the scene when she went back to see Tony. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And the crazy part was now, I, no, it was money in there. So she she had Tony's the money. Yep. But she turned out at the end of the day to go ahead and kill Tony. Well, that's the one. She was remember she was she was about to let it all go. Oh yeah, she dropped she the money. Everything. No, no, she dropped the money and and that was it. Tony rushed her. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then Tony started attacking her. So that's when she, you know, what I'm saying because when she remembered Tony kept punching her in her face, and that's when she was just telling her everything, like, "Yo, you know, what I'm saying, like, all this, all this weight is off my shoulder now. I'm good. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't have to worry about this no more. Like, you know, what I'm saying, my sister cool. We getting in a better spot. You know, what I'm saying, me and my mom in a better spot. You know, I, I'm, I'm not, you know, 
messed up with Duke no more. I, he in the, you know, he gone, but, you know, I, I feel better about that situation, and then she just let her have it. Yeah, and then, like, while she was punching her and she was telling her, she was like, I've killed, I was paid to kill 41 people. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And she was like, is my secret safe with you? And then, like, like she thought about it, and then, like, she let her go, and then, like, Tony rushed her again, and then she was like, well, all right, well, I got to take this bitch out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that was that was also another powerful scene because it was like I felt like that's something that she wanted to do was to just tell mm-hmm. someone what she does. It's like when you have to lie about what you do to everyone, yes. it's like she got a weight off her shoulder by being able to at least tell Tony. Like, right. This is what I do. At least I was able to say it to somebody. But it's that's more of those type things where just like you got something on your chest that you want to get off. And even though you ended up killing her, it still put her in a better space because she was able to say it. And right. I thought that that was important for Ava. And even when it comes to the last scene of the movie where she goes, well, actually, before we get there, right? Uh-huh. She went to her sister's place. This is when she found out that Duke was dead. Yeah. And she went over there and she was like, it's my sister here. And Michael was like, nah. So then she bum rushed Michael. You know what I'm saying? About to get it in. And then she was like, will you go away with me? And Michael's like, where? And she was like, you know, where no one can find us. And then Michael stops. It's like, she pregnant. Uh-huh. And then that was like another blow. And that was that blow that she just could not take. Like, that was like the last straw to be able to be like, yo, she opened up that bar. She took a sniff of, of one of those little mini uh, joints. Uh, it was a wrap. It was a wrap. Well, she, man, she, <laughs> she just took a whole hand in that mini bar, man, and just, you know what I'm saying, start throwing them back. And what she was going to do, she was going to kill herself. She had yeah. the gun to her head, and then Simon walked in the door. And that's that whole scene that me and you talked about when they got in that long-ass fight when they were damn winded, and she yeah. held her own, even though she was damn drunk. Because, I mean, it's, it's just like, for you not to have a drink from... Now, I remember she was talking to Duke, and she said that she... The last time she had, was talking to a target, they said it was two years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing she hasn't had a drink in two years. Right. <clears throat> she able to still handle herself. Intoxicated. Yeah. That was that was that was that was big time, man. I, I thought that this I thought this movie was really good and what I loved about it was that just like another Netflix movie, The Old Guard. Mm-hmm. Like there was there were scenes where it's like the 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 stars still at some point were getting their ass whooped. You know what I'm saying? Because right. a lot of times you'd be like, man, ain't no way in hell they could do this and not get shot one time. Or there's no way they could do this and not get punched one time. It was just like, that. even when she fought when, um, oh man, the one mission, when she went to Saudi Arabia, right? Yeah. So she took care of the first army dude that came in there. But that second one, Boy, he gave her about five shots to the real. <laughs> but yeah. I was like, damn. I like, but that dude ain't playing, but so it's just really good to see like these scenes where it's like, yo, 
you got to take some hits sometimes. Like, you're not going to win. Like, because at the end of the day, like, you can't win every battle. Like, you know what I'm saying? Even though she survived it, but it still was, you know, times where it's just like, oh, she, she might not make it out of this. So I think it's good to be able to see, like, that main person, you know, get the ass whooped a little bit, man, just to make it more realistic. Uh-huh. Um, it's like to, for, for me, this this was more so like about the relationships between people. And I think that that was a that was a, a very big theme in this movie. Um <clears throat> we've seen the relationship between her and Duke. We've seen the relationship between her and Michael, her sister, her mom. And then, you know, we also see another relationship between um between Duke and um what's what's uh Colin Farrell's character? Tyler. Um, Tyler, yeah. We we see them two have a relationship like, you know what I'm saying? Like you could tell like Duke was really the one that kinda well, he actually said it in there. He when he said, you know, I mentored her and then, you know, he told Duke, he said, Well hell, you mentored me too. But I think that when Duke was telling him that it was like you don't understand, like, she's different. Like, she's not, you know, she she's not like the rest of us. Like, she will get shit done. And, it, and you know, that fight scene that, that they had was was funny because, you know, you, you don't really get to see a guy like John, uh, as old as John Malkovich doing, you know, saying the stuff that he was doing and being able to get busy with somebody like that. Like, I thought that, that was a great fight scene. And it wasn't, like, super over the top or anything like that. You could tell that it was real calculated with the certain movements and moves that they was making them do. So I thought that the fight scene came out pretty well, but you know the the fact that like it was so you know saying like it was so quick for him to kind of cross Duke like that. It was just like you know you you would think that they would he would have more trust in him. You know you would think that once Duke said you know don't touch her, she's good. I'll make sure everything is straight that they wouldn't have that issue. But like you said, you know, we go back to earlier when he had the girl outside recording everything that was going on. When you kind of see that, it's like, like I said, I'm thinking that that's what they do. But come to find out, you know, he was spying on her from the get-go. And then even, even in the conversation that they had, remember he lied to him. He said, so who recorded it? And they said somebody else recorded it. But, she, but the girl was standing right there. So it was like, you kind of seen that, you know, they had a, they kind of had it out for her because they felt like she was going off, you know, saying off the reservation or however you want to put it. But okay, I don't think this. I yeah. think, do you think Simon was jealous? Yes, definitely. Okay. Me too. Because I don't think that, I don't think they really understood how well she, you know, did her job, like how good she was at this. Like for her to, for her to be, like, I, I always go back, I, I keep going back to it, but that 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 second hit, man, like, the way she handled herself in that situation was amazing. Like, she went from, you know, killing the guy to getting rid of the soldiers and then, you know, thinking quick on her feet to be the damsel in distress when she's leaving out and the guy, you know, they got the one soldier escorting her out and then, you know, she snatching the way she was snatching shit up off of him like you wasn't you know what I'm saying like it was she was just so smooth and so good at what she did and it was like 
But when Duke told him, like, yeah, she's going to rip your fucking heart out, it was like, you know, he laughed. I'm like, yeah, okay, we'll see. And he, she damn sure tore that man up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was funny because, like you said, when, when they had, um, when the alarm went off and they had got done fighting, you know, he told her, like, yo, if I, if I ever see you again, I'm going to kill you. Like, he thought shit was sweet. He thought it was over with. You know what I'm saying? He walking, she messed up his knee. The next thing you know, he turned around, she right behind him. So you kind of seen the whole thing kind of switch up. You kind of seen the fear get in his eyes like, oh, shit, like, this motherfucker was for real. Like, this motherfucker is crazy. And she, I mean, she was on his ass, man. Like, it was just, it, it was different to kind of see that, that role being played. Because, you know, usually you'll see a woman in that action role or that lead action role. She'll beat a couple people up. But then most of the time she getting beat up and then she got to, you know, come back like this was just like everything was on par and on board. Like I, I was surprised that he was even hanging with her. You know what I'm saying? Like the, I thought that once, you know what I'm saying, he came in, he was going to beat her down because she was drunk or whatever. But it was like, nah, she she gave him the business. And it was, I mean, but I, I was super excited, man. For me, John Malkovich was the guy. You know what I'm saying? John Malkovich was the dude. Um he kind of carried the beginning of the movie for me, especially the the conversation that they had when they were, when he was fly fishing or whatever he was doing, you know what I'm saying? Just to be able to, you know, for him, to me, I, I feel like he carried that scene because he kind of set the tone for the scene. He actually kind of set the tone for the movie just to begin with, like even hearing his voice, you know what I'm saying? Like you knew this was like one of those movies that was going to be straight action packed, straight to the point. It wasn't going to be no punches pulled, none of that. It was going to be a good ass movie. So so far, so good, man. No, I think um, I, I agree with you, but I think that the other scene where he really carried it is when uh, Ava went to meet with him and she pulled a gun on him. And he was like, you know, the last person that pulled a gun on me and the person before that and the person yeah. before that and the person before that. And so she's having a conversation with him like, yo, did you did you order to hit on me? And right. so he told her, you know, once they looked the guy up, he was like, you know, he was a guy that went rogue. He's been off the map for a while. Maybe he was just a drunk and he just tried to mug you. Yeah. But my scene was when he was like, and like I said, there was certain stuff, like he knew how to handle Ava. He was like, look, I'm pulling my hands out my pocket. I'm mm-hmm. putting my hands up and I'm putting my hands on your shoulders. Right. And then as soon as he put his hands on her shoulders, she dropped two tears and it was just like, he knew she needed that because she didn't really, she didn't have that father. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She didn't have really that person that really cared about her and just him putting his hands on her shoulders. Like, you know, that just really like altered her whole mood. Like everything was different after that. Like she didn't trust him for a moment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then like, once he put his hands on her shoulders, it was just like, all right, this is Duke. He he wouldn't mm-hmm. do this to me. He wouldn't he wouldn't lie to me and put a hit on me and it don't be real. You know what I'm saying? So I felt that that scene was one of the most powerful ones that John Malkovich had in this movie because like he just had this special relationship with with Ava and Simon. You know what I'm saying? They, they was both his protégés, but I think that Simon. That's why I asked you the question. I mm-hmm. think that Simon was. Jealous because I think that the way that he looked at Ava, and I'm thinking the way that he talked about Ava, he was like, I'm not going to get that recognition like Ava does. 
So he was like, the only way I'm going to get this type of attention from Duke is if Ava is out of here. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of that was just, like I, like I asked you, I thought that it was just jealousy. I thought that he was jealous of Ava. That's why he sought her up. And he tried to set her up in a way where it wouldn't fall back to him. And that's yeah. why he gave her the wrong intel. And that's why that whole mission went bad. Yeah, and, and you know, so I'm, I'm speaking of relationships and, you know, saying like the one relationship I didn't get into was um, the relationships she had with um, the sister's boyfriend and, and the sister too. Like that, that love triangle was kind of weird, especially when she found out that um, <clears throat> that they used to be in love. And then you turn around and find out like he ended up getting with the sister. And then it's like, you know, so like that was just, it was, excuse me. It was just so weird because it was like, you kind of, you kind of understood where the sister was coming from because it was like, yeah, you know, say like we in love now, but I know how you really feel about it. Like, so it, that, that one awkwardness was there when she was like, I will let you, you know, I will ask you to come in, but Mike was upstairs. So, so you kind of understood where the sister was coming from. Like, and then even then, like you still kind of felt that tension between them, like that, that natural, you know, sibling rivalry between them, because it's like, you could tell she was always the one that was kind of like jealous of Abel. Cause Abel, by the way that they had mentioned her, like she was good and she was great in school. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like she was like the top of her class. She was getting straight A's. She knew like some length, like different languages and stuff. Like I mean, like she was the, the business. And so to see that, you know, her sister, we really don't know much about her sister except the fact that she got her sister's leftovers. And, you know, like she's doing her best to just keep them two apart because I think she knew that if he if they had any chance alone together that that, that chemistry would kick back up and she might end up losing it. Well, and number one, she saw that chemistry at that dinner, and that's why she left because, like, they were. Well, like, I think, I think that was. I think that was more so perceived than it was actual chemistry because it didn't seem as if like they was doing anything out of ordinary. It to me, it just felt like they were just talking. Yeah, but I think that's the familiar, the like how familiar they are with each other, though. Like, I right. think that that her sister just saw that that like, damn, like they really, really know each other because it seemed like it was like an inside joke type of thing. And her sister felt left out. But then also, you got to remember, her sister also said before um, she left her and told her about the hospital, she was like, I liked you better when you was a drunk. It's like, yo, like, really? Like, that's what you say to your recovering sister is that I liked you better when you were drunk? It's just like, you you could just see the that's what I'm saying, man. It, it had to be some kind of some kind of thing where she was just always jealous of her sister because it, to me it seemed like that's what it always was. Like just the way she would talk to her, like it wasn't. I don't think it was the fact that she left and she only called back six times a month or whatever. It was just the fact that you know that whenever she popped back up, that you could lose what you what you have, and you know it seemed like like I said, it just seems as if you know, all her life, she basically just played second fiddle. And I think that when she said that, you know, I liked you better when you was drunk, it was because she probably was, ended up being the favorite kid. Yeah, and then Michael tried to make it seem like she's upset with Abel because she, when her dad was sick and died, 
that she was left to pick up all the pieces. Right. You know what I'm saying? And she was like, and Ava got a free pass because she just left. And she was like, I had to stay here and I had to help mom. I had to get dad for him to be okay and all that type stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't have to do any of that stuff. So it seemed like there was, you know, also that. But even then, like still, you're never going to get over that hump. It don't matter how many years you be with Michael. You could be with Michael for 10 years. Like, your sister still had him first. and He was going to marry your sister first. Like, there's still no way to really get over that. And to also put a cap on that that relationship, because there's another relationship that I wanted to ask you about. Uh But when Ava went there, um, after she killed um, Simon, she told her sister, um, which was crazy. She was like, let me talk to you alone. But then Michael never really left. So I I don't don't understand. But she was like, look, this is the numbers for offshore account. They got $500,000 in it. She was like, I need you and everybody to leave, you know, go out of the country. You can't go to England. You can't go to Paris. Um, and she was just like, um, and here's, uh, she gave her $20,000. Like this should be enough for y'all to leave the country until right. I can find y'all and tell y'all that it's safe to come back. And then she asked her, she was like, um, oh, how did she say it? She was like, Ava, she was like, who are you? And she was like, no one that you would want your daughter to know. Or your mm-hmm. child. And it was just like, that was, to me, that was her goodbye. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because she's like, you don't want your daughter to know who I am and what I do and all of this type stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Michael gave her, said this letter came from you. And it was from Duke, and Duke had sent that. Before, I'm guessing before he went to go kill Simon, he's like, yeah. just in case I die, I send this to your sister, and you can get it from her and all this type stuff. But I thought that that was also another powerful scene. But also, what that still does is that still leaves Ava alone. You know what I'm saying? Like to to live that life and and to be alone like that. You know. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's not that great. But let me ask you about this relationship. Real quick, though, know, I think that she was alone, but I think that she was in a better space mentally than she was before, though. Yeah, because it seemed like she couldn't really handle disappointment that well. Right. right. But let me ask you about this. <clears throat> so, when Simon and his daughter and Duke are all talking, and Simon's young daughter came mm-hmm. up and, you know, Uncle Duke, I knew it was you. And he was like, you know, aren't you the prettiest in the family? Aren't you the smartest in the family? And all this stuff, right? And mm-hmm. so then, like, I, I'm guessing, I don't know, maybe it was a babysitter or a person. And so Simon's like, you know, take her or whatnot. And he was like, um, he was like something about, you know, with that brain. Because she said she snuck away from her mom. He was like, yeah. with that type of brain, you know, I could use, you know, good use of you. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, she's too good for this or something like that. Or, or, it, I forgot exactly how he said it. But no, he, said he, said it, it he said this is a lady's line of work. Exactly. And I'm looking like his other daughter standing right there. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, like, how do you feel about him saying that in front of his oldest daughter mm-hmm. and saying that his other, basically saying that his other daughter ain't lady enough? To, I don't, okay, so that 
I thought that too at first until I realized until I really thought about what he was saying. And I think that that was more so a shot at Ava than it was at the daughter. Because if you really if you really like go back, you never really see her do anything except surveillance. So it's not like she fighting and she shooting. She don't you don't see her do none of that until the fight. Because even remember, even when she started attacking Duke, he told her like, no, like nah, you go, you go off and you go. This is my fight. Like you not you don't do this. So I think that he was more so sending a shot at Ava, like, you know, you you trust this woman too much. Like you 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 know, this ain't her, this ain't where she's supposed to be. You know, this is for men, this is what we do. So I, I think that was like directed towards her, not so much his his oldest daughter. Um but it was funny when you when, when he said that, because even Duke looked over at her, it was like, you know, hey, you know. And he kind of had that same thought process too. But I just for me, I just didn't feel like that's, you know, that's what it was. I think it was more so him talking about Ava and how he felt about her. Okay. Okay. I mean, I didn't I didn't think about it that way. I kind of I kind of looked at it the opposite way of like, like damn, like what is y'all relationship like for you to, mm-hmm. you know, say that because it's like sometimes like some parents don't really know that they're really showing favors when they really are. And it right. felt like, you know what I'm saying, from from my point of view, I was looking at it like, but damn, he's showing favoritism to his youngest daughter, yeah. you know, over her. But I didn't think about it that way. Um but the thing is, like even when he was fighting Duke, like it seemed like what she was doing, she it wasn't like she didn't have any skill. Now she was she as skilled as Ava? No. But we right. didn't get to see enough of her either. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We really only got to see her, you know, for a few minutes, not even a few minutes, like a couple of seconds, but putting a few combination moves together and uh, putting the gun on um, Duke. But this is the thing, though. He was fine with her putting the gun up to Duke head. You know what I'm saying? When, when daughter first left, so it's mm-hmm. like it's like she wasn't, I guess, she hadn't graduated to that point of being in the field. Like right. Maybe he felt that she wasn't ready enough to be able to actually have a mission and go through with it without getting killed. So I don't know, man. Like I, I thought that that I thought that that was funny. I, I mean to me, I just thought that it was telling. I didn't really think of it being a shot to Ava. Yeah. Um that's just another that's another way to think about it. That's why I love like running this stuff by you because like I didn't you know I didn't see it that way. I was just like damn like that's fucked up that he would say that right in front of his daughter. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Saying that his other daughter is too basically ladylike to you know to do something like that. So I just thought that that was interesting, man. I, I like how you put that whole little relationship thing together because like that's really what this movie like showed you. Like the the trailer don't like the trailer just gives you all that other stuff, but it was like once you watch it, you you find all of these different nuggets within the movie, and it's just like a person that's dealing with addiction, a person that's dealing with betrayal. Yep. And all of this stuff, and it sends them down this road, and like really, with her, like Duke was the perfect person for her to meet in the army because not just the fact of him cleaning her up and like giving her a job, but also not just being a father figure, but like Ava had it in her to kill, like, and that really came from her father, like with her wanting to kill her father, like 
this type of field gave her the opportunity to take out these quote unquote bad people. And I think that's why she got it to the point of talking to her targets because it's like she was just like really curious, like, dude, why am I killing you? What bad that you've done for them to send me to kill you? And I think that it gave her, I don't know, somewhat of that satisfaction of like not being able to kill her dad. Like this helped her being able to do something similar. Yeah. I mean, for me, man, it was the relationships played a, a, a large, large part. But like I said, I, I go back to it, man. It was just her just really overcoming everything, man. Like, you know, like you said, from being the, you know, this kid who was, you know, highly, you know, highly touted and, and cherished and then, you know, to end up being a, becoming an addict and to overcome that and then to go back to it and overcome it again. You know, to to live in that, you know, in that mental space of, you know, your parents not really loving you or liking you or anything like that. I think that was just weird. Like, that that mother-daughter relationship was, you know, already weird because it was like, even after her dad was gone, she still was like, her mom still kind of, you know, like, she still kind of had that, like, hate for her. And I was just, I, I just couldn't understand that. It was like, even, if, you know, like, especially after they had that conversation, even if you felt that way, like, you know, to the fact of you knew that he was, you know, doing this, doing this, doing that, like, why would you continue to treat her that way? You know what I mean? Like, it was just, it was just weird, man. I see what you're saying, um, because, well... They really never showed them interact with each other after she had that conversation with her. Right. So, but before then, there was always the stuff she was she like she told her when they went for a walk, and she was talking about her hair, and her mom is a hairdresser, and she was like, you know, you need to do something with your hair. And then she was like, oh, you got this snarkiness about you, just like your dad. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And it was just like she would like throw these smart remarks at her. And, like, it seems like her mom had to overcome something as well. I think it took a lot out of her mom to finally be able to have a sit down with Ava and say, yo, it does not matter what you do. Uh I need you to know that I know your dad blackmailed you and I took his side. And you need to know that I was wrong in doing that. And yeah. I think that her mom had to know that this, I think that her mom also realized in that moment, this is maybe why my daughter turned to drugs and to alcohol. Maybe this is why she even got into this accident in the first place. Uh-huh. This is probably why she disappeared for eight years. And this is why she joined the army out of nowhere. It's yeah. all because I didn't show her no love. I chose her dad over her and let her believe that I believed her dad over her. And I think that that was like her mom, like finally taking responsibility for what all the different decisions that Ava ended up making in this movie. Right. Yeah. I I, I wholly agree, man. I, I wholly agree. It's just, you know, 
outside of, you know, saying the, the top layer of the action and, you know, everything else, this movie was really, a, you know what I'm saying, like, in a way, like, it was really a heartfelt movie, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you you could kind of look and see, you know, why she was, you know, was the way she was. And, you know, at the end of the day, it was, it was kind of funny because it was like she was, you know, she was busy off doing all of these things in the middle of still dealing with everything she dealt with, you know, saying at home. And then like, it was funny because every time she kept saying like, I need to go back to uh, Boston and Duke kept asking her like, are you sure about that? She was like, well, yeah, you know, I gotta, I gotta go handle some things. He, I think even he knew like, yo, you, you, you know, continuing to go back there is not going to help you do anything until you clean it up. And I think, like, eventually she ended up getting that. And that's when, when we get, you know, her, you know, making all those relationships better and, you know, rekindling, you know, the, the love that she had with her sister and her mom and, you know, being at peace with not having Michael and all that kind of shit. So, yeah, man, it was it was a good-ass movie, though. Yeah, man, I, I, I really appreciated it. Um you know, with only seeing it two times, you know, I watched it the original time and, you know, I watched it again last night just so it'd be, you know, fresh in my head before we did this. Mm-hmm. I mean, with, with you know, seeing it two times, like, you know, this is one of those movies that I feel like if it was like running on regular TV, like, you know, and it's 10 minutes in, you know what I'm saying? I'll sit there and, you know, I'll finish it, you know, whatnot. Uh, I, I'll give it Oh man, with two runs, uh, I, I I do think that it was good enough. Um, I, I I give it a four off of two watches. Um, you know, it could lower, it could get higher. Um, mm-hmm. I just felt like with you know with two times of seeing it, uh, like I said, I, I really think Jessica Chastain is a, a really really good actress. Like a lot of people don't talk about her like that. She did a great job in it. You know, she yep. did a great job in Mama. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Jessica's really all over the place. Like, you know what I'm saying? That sometimes, I mean, she ain't as well versed as somebody like Elizabeth Banks. You know what I'm saying? But, you know what I'm saying? She she does a really good job. You know, John, you know, a lot of people, I know you consider him a legend out here. Um, It was was great to see Gina Davis again. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even though you really, (laughs) you really don't like her that much. Yeah. But uh, and then you know Colin Farrell be able to come back. So I, I give it, man. Off of two watches, man. I I give it about a four, man. But it has a chance to get higher, get lower. But I, I, I like this, and I like that they left it open. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Now this yeah. is the only thing though. Netflix got to like, don't don't leave us hanging. You know what I'm saying? Right. We because you left us hanging on. Well, not hanging. I'm, well, you left. Low hanging fruit, like for mm-hmm. like old guard. You know what I'm saying? You left it open. Now, they said that there's a um, extraction too. That's supposed to be coming out. They left that open. So Netflix get it right. Colin Farrell's daughter will be coming out there. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. Um, for me, man, I, I think that you know, for the cast that they had, because it wasn't really a. a a big, big cast. It wasn't really an all-star cast. It was, it was, it was a perfect fit for me. You know, Kyle Farrell did a great job. Like I said, John Malkovich, of course, he always does a great job. Like, you know, 
just like you said, legend, man. Um, I think he's a, a, a hell of an actor. Um, uh, Common even did good in this. And, you know, mm -hmm. he, for me, I, any movie that he usually in, like, I don't really find it, like, good. I think he's a horrible actor, but he did a, a decent job in this movie. Um, so that says a lot, you know, and uh, the storyline was great. I don't, I didn't really see a problem with the storyline. I thought that, you know, for them to have so, I think for them to put so much in such a, a, a small time, you know, said time was, was amazing. They did a, a great job with keeping everything in line. Um, some of the, some of the, some of it was like kind of off, you know, like out of nowhere, but it kind of all made sense in the end. So it wasn't like they didn't, you know, they didn't come back in, in, or, or have any loose ends. And I thought that that was, that was pretty good. Um, the action scenes were amazing. The fighting scenes was top notch, man. I, I thought that those were great fighting scenes. So, um, for me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with you, man. I think I'm gonna go four. Um, my only thing is the, the replay value, you know, it's, it's not one of those movies that you can constantly go back to, but I think that you can go back maybe, you know, saying once or twice every now and then, to, you know, saying go back and just to, to watch a good movie. I think that it's worth that, but that replay value is kind of, kind of in the medium zone for me, but I definitely give it a four. That's what's up, man. And and before we get to the trailer, man, I was just thinking about you uh saying how horrible of an actor Common was. Yeah. Have you ever seen him in uh All About Nina? Uh -uh. Man, like listen. <clears throat> Good movie, man. Uh it's on Netflix now. I, I don't think it's a Netflix movie, but what it is, is basically he uh he meets this girl that's a stand up comic and they ended up <laughs> in this relationship and um and she had a lot of problems in her life you know yeah. what i'm saying like some, some shit that went down with her father and all this type shit it ended yeah. up being really good because what the girl ended up doing she ended up um eight mailing herself oh okay she, she went on stage and she talked about i can't remember exactly what it was i don't know if like her dad um actually raped her I think he did. I think his dad like actually because like common like they would have these arguments and he, he would never like really found out like what it is like because Nina mm -hmm. would like rogue sometimes and he ended up seeing her do this stand up and it wasn't even a stand up like she was just you know she was using the stage to tell the people about her life you know what I'm saying oh, like okay. I said she ate mouth herself. It's like, yeah, yeah, you know, you know, my dad did this to me when I was nine years old. You know what I'm saying? Like one of those type mm -hmm. shit. So it turned out to be a pretty good movie. But the reason I, I bring it up is because like Common got a lot of running time in it. Like in this movie, you know, he didn't get a lot of running time. But like right. all about Nina, he got a lot of running time. But it was but the movie wasn't about him. It was really about uh your girl, uh what's her name? I think it's Mary Elizabeth um Weinstein or some shit like that. Um, uh, well, he also had a lot of running time in Just Right, and that shit was trash. So, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Um, I, I have to see him in the... I have to check that out and see him in a couple other things before I change my mind. But so far, man, he, that's 
that's the only one I've seen him in where I was convinced like he could really be that character in real life. All the other ones is just like he's common acting. You know what I'm saying? When he was in um, Smoking Aces, when he was in um, what else was he in? Uh, the Just Right movie. Um, no, no, wait. No, I give him, I give him Smoking Aces. I felt like he did a good job in Smoking Aces, but I think that that role. I, but but you know what? Out of all the things he played in, that seemed more like him. Uh-uh. You know what I'm saying? The hitman or a bodyguard? They don't want to show him. They don't show him killing anybody. But I'm just saying though, like he just he's like this this cold, stone cold, dead faced like bodyguard slash hitman dude. Like I'm, I'm never believing that's common. Did you talk about the dude that 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 wrapped the light? No, man. <laughs> no. But no, my, my dude that rap come close. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, man. <laughs> he he used to love her. Now all of a sudden he's a killer. No, man. I, that's like I know. <laughs> nah, man. I can't I can't roll with that, bro. I'm not convinced. No. <laughs> I'm not convinced. I don't mean man. it that way. I'm <laughs> just saying, like, I've seen coming in, in, in enough movies now to be like, yo, come on. You know what I'm saying? What was the what was the one movie he was in? Wasn't he in a movie with like Eve where they fell in love? Wasn't he in Barbershop? No, that was uh no wait, was he in one of them? Wasn't he in like the last barbershop? Cause he he, he ain't had no job or something like that. Oh, was he in Barbershop? Because I'm thinking yeah. of Michael Ule. Um No, that's yeah, that's because he was that's when uh Michael Ely was um he was all over Nicki Minaj, but he, I want to say he was in a bar. It was one of the barbershop movies. Maybe I'm thinking of something else, but he was in a movie where like, he ain't had no job like that. And they was just like dogging him out. And that, even then, like he was horrible in that. It's just like, I don't know. It's just the way he talked is so robotic, man. It's like, I don't know, man. I just, I'm not, I'm never like convinced of him being the character that he's supposed to be playing, except for in this movie, Alien. But like, I can see him in that role in real life. Like, being a, a chick's ex-boyfriend who end up with, you know what I'm saying, her sister, and they got this weird love triangle type shit. Like, I can see that. But, like, the rest of the shit that he be in, bro, it just be like, come on, man. You can't put comment in that. But, dude, um, look at it this way, though, dude. Uh, I, I'm, we can tighten it up, but, dude, he's been this person forever. He was in Wanted, Suicide Squad. That was horrible. Suicide Squad, horrible. It was, it was. And, he, uh, all he did was talk to the Joker. Yeah, and then um, damn, what's that movie's called with uh, John Wick? It was just like uh, I don't know, man. It's See, like, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He they yeah. put him in the wrong movies, man. Keep him out of action movies doing action. <laughs> no, he was in Barbershop. See the third one, right? Yeah, the third one. Yep. yep. That he ain't had no job. <laughs> that's what I'm saying bro he was horrible in that too it's just he's I don't know man maybe they should make him like a computer nerd or something where you know what I'm saying like he can hack or some shit like that I don't know it's just I would like to see him in something outside of him trying to do action man that's understandable that's understandable so this next movie uh, well not next movie Um, this next episode we got up man it's, uh, it's gonna be a special one 
So should we tell them why it's gonna be very special? I mean, the 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 main reason, you know, the main reason. Should, yeah. should we hold that one for that episode? No, nah, we can go ahead and tell them why, man. But I, I don't okay. think we should. You know, we we gotta definitely keep the 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 content under wrap. But definitely, you know, what I'm saying it's our one year anniversary coming up. You know, what I'm saying we've been doing this for a whole year now. Um, 2020 was a rough one. You know, it started off pretty good. Then it kind of, you know, it kind of faltered and, and went down lower, lower, lower. And, you know, we, we've been through a lot of ups and downs. One minute we was free, and then next minute they was like, nah, you don't need a mask. And then they turned around and was like, nah, you got to wear a mask. And then they was like, you come outside? They was like, nah, go back inside. So, I mean, it kind of felt like Rick James was on the news, you know what I'm saying, where they had asked him, uh, did you step on Eddie Murphy couch? No, nah, I didn't step on Eddie Murphy couch. I would never do nothing like that. And he turned around like, yeah, I stepped on Eddie Murphy couch. That's how I felt like the news was doing this every time they had a chance to, man. Um but this next episode we got coming up is a classic. Um, a lot of you guys out there, you know what I'm saying, you grew up to these movies, man. You know, these movies made you want to be, you know, outstanding and, you know, something bigger than, than what you could ever be. You know, you want these movies is, is of, of a legend, of a lore, of a myth. You know what I'm saying? They're about a man that nobody could stop. Um, but I'm not going to lie to you. I got a lot of beef with these movies, man. This is going to be a great episode coming up because it's going to be a lot of debate. Yeah, it's going to be a <laughs> lot of debating. Um, it'll be a lot of debate. So what about what about the other cat that we got in the bag? Oh, man, we can we can keep that on the wraps, man. All right, we, we keep, keep that, that on the wraps. Right, Just letting but, them know, man, you know, this, this, this next episode, we're going to go through. Um, I will say this, though. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's a multiple, um, I was going to say trilogy, but it ain't even a trilogy. It's more than that. It's hella movies. So, you know what I'm saying? Y'all get ready, man. Um, I think a lot of people are going to enjoy this one. I think people are going to kind of love this one only because, first off, the, the, the franchise that we're doing. You know what I'm saying? I think that's gonna that's automatically gonna make people love it. But I think after that, that conversation that we have around these franchises is gonna be amazing. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm really looking forward to this one because I'm really interested to hear the the, the beef that you got with it. Because that's oh, something man. that we haven't really we haven't really gone through it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because like we try to keep. Especially like when it comes down to stuff that we're gonna do, we try to keep conversation to a minimum, right. so we don't really, you know, so the stuff could be more authentic on air. But I'm really interested in the beef that you got, man, because like my thing with it is, like I I don't really have a beef with it. Like I've I've heard some people's problems with it, and and I mm-hmm. see them, I see those, but but we're gonna really elaborate on that. Yeah. Soon, man. So, so that's gonna be it's gonna be some interesting facts. Um, you know, what I'm saying we got something special for y'all in the works. So when you guys listen to that episode, you are gonna see um, that you know we've been working, and um, we appreciate. And it's a couple. It's a couple of things. Like we got, we got another surprise for them as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just want to let them know. You know, what I'm saying we appreciate y'all listening, man, and we've really been, you know, what I'm saying behind the scenes working and getting you know, a lot of information and doing some stuff to put this together. So just know that 2021 is going to be a new year, new look for us. Um, it's going to be an even better year for us. We got a lot of stuff in the works, got a lot of stuff planned. Um, a lot of great content is going to be coming out from us. So, um, you know what I'm saying? Just keep your, your ears open and your eyes open, man. Just know that. Um, but as far as that goes, 
Uh, you can guys, you guys can follow me at Scoops Bronson on Twitter. You can follow me at Scoops Bronson underscore TV or Instagram. Um, go check out Fifteen Minutes of Fame. The last episode did with S. Dot Foster. Man, we we sat back and we talked about a bunch of stuff. It was his return. Uh, he was the first guest I ever had on that podcast, so to have him back was super dope. And then we got to talking about a whole bunch of stuff. We talked about some conspiracy theories. Um, we talked about some plans that we got coming up in the future. It was a great conversation, man. And then last but not least, man, make sure you go to Facebook and go to that VA podcast watch group. Um, make sure you send us an invite so we can add you in. We're trying to build up this community. That way you guys can um, get some extra content from us and, and, you know, keep up with the content that we give y'all now. Oh, well, hold up now. You can't, you can't just gloss over the episode without saying, like you told me before we started, you was like, man, look, I'm trying to get this Joe Rogan feel. That's exactly mm-hmm. what that felt like. That's oh, yeah, 100%, man. Yeah, man. So I got I got to give you credit on that, man. You came with the, you know what I'm saying, with the great questions to get the, con- the conversation started. Um, well, I appreciate it. You know, I listened to it. I was like, damn. But I was like, we really sound like some damn professionals on this bitch. <laughs> just, yeah, it, man, just, listen, that, that episode felt good, man, because it was just a chance for us to really, like, be in a different space. You know what I'm saying? Like, for us to really connect on on some different stuff, man. And I think that, you know, so that's what makes what we do so special. So definitely, man, I appreciate that, bro. Yeah, man, because, like, when we hear, like, we pretty much zoomed in on a topic, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, like, even when I would have you on the stolen time, it's like, you know, it's really centered around some sports shit. So it was, like, mm-hmm. really fun to be able to to give out all of our different conspiracy theories that we feel about stuff. And, like, man, it was just fun. You got your Joe Rogan on. That shit yeah. was really good. Um, I'm going to keep it short, man. Just go follow the Stolen Time podcast and the um, – 28 Minutes or Less Podcast, all major platforms. Stolen mm-hmm. Time Pod on Instagram. The Stolen Time Podcast on uh, Facebook. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be a lot of different links, man. There's, there's some other stuff. Like like he said, 2021, you know what I'm saying? We're really trying to open up some different stuff, man. I, I got some stuff that, um, that I got in the works. Um, so just really be on the lookout, man. So we're really trying to make 2021 you know what I'm saying? A better podcast space. You know what I'm saying? Yep. For us both. So just really be on the lookout, man, because we got some stuff coming. Yes, sir, man. And um, once again, thank you guys for listening. Um, we appreciate you guys for tuning in every episode. Hope you guys are having a happy holidays, man. I hope you guys are being safe out there. Hope you all enjoyed your Christmas and, you know, getting ready to enjoy this New Year um, and New Year's Eve that's coming up. And, um, you know what I'm saying? Most importantly, like I said before, man, you guys just stay safe and, uh, you know, stay clear and, and, and free of that corona too, man. You don't want to go into the new year with that nonsense. So with that being said, man, we appreciate y'all. Um, like they say in the movies, man, that's a wrap. Cut.